Let's really do the news. Yes. Now it is time to do the news. But now it's time uh, for the news. Here's Kyle with the stories you need to know. Well, Mark, the All-Star break continues. Magic visit Cleveland tomorrow. College basketball finals from last night. Florida State beats Boston College 84-76 to snap its three-game skid. Oh, I forgot to mention UCF. Fell 77-67 at West Virginia. Tonight, Florida visits 13th-ranked Alabama. And Miami, well, Miami, Miami hosts 7th-ranked Duke. Orlando City playing Calvary tonight in the CONCACAF Championships Cup before opening MLS season on Saturday at home against Montreal. That game is on Fox Sports 2. There's a second version of Fox Sports, but it's Fox Sports 2. Orlando City uh, again uh, tonight at 10. It's a late one. The Rays have added a key player to their lineup. ESPN reporting the teams agreed on Tuesday to a one-year, $1.5 million deal with Ahmed Rosario. The infielder is expected to get playing time against left-handed pitcher that, uh, pitching that could help the uh, play at shortstop, uh, second base, and the corner outfield spots. The Rays also inked infielder you changed to a minor league deal. The Rays begin spring play, spring training play on Saturday, hosting the Braves in Port Charlotte. And uh, we need to get this monitor fixed because I can't read. The college football playoff, yeah, it? uh, it's getting. You spilled coffee. On I it? did. I did. I did. And now, Smack it on the side, it usually helps. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, uh, yeah. Actually, I think the cords replace it, just get better resolution so mm. I can see it because I'm too busy to, I'm too lazy to make it bigger on the screen. Mm. The college football playoff is officially expanding. The CFP Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will guarantee the five highest ranked conference champions inclusion to the expanded 12 team field this fall, along with the next seven highest ranked teams. The CFP intentionally won't refer to the group of five in its description of the format because there's a chance that a champion from one of the Power Four conferences finished ranked below the top champion from the American Athletic Conference, Conference USA, Mountain West, Sunbelt, or Mid-American Conference. Here's an interesting story for you, Mark. Delta Airlines will be offering uh, flights with views of the solar eclipse. The airline announced several flights for April 8th with one flight specifically designed to follow the path of totality. So the flights will depart from Austin at 1215 and will land in Detroit. The aircraft will be an Airbus A220-300 with extra-large windows so you can see. Um, Doesn't everybody have to be sitting on one side? One side, yeah. Yeah, Maybe they they may fly in a wave, so both sides, but I'm sure you could get one of those tickets where you're next to the extra-large windows to be able to see. But they go out of their way to balance weight on planes. Uh, you know, I think they're. Okay. I, I think you you may have to put how much you weigh in the ticketing process. I don't okay. know. Maybe like a heavy mannequin is uh, sitting in the seats on the yeah. left side. All I know is if I want to do this and I want to get that ticket, would you, do you better figure it out. If I had nothing to do and money to spare, sure. So this is April eighth. Mm-hmm. Should we be doing something now to prepare? Is this like? A- is this like one of those doomsday things, or what? No, no, I just think it's cool that you can actually follow the eclipse for the extended period of time that it's visible here in the United States. Okay. Because sometimes it happens so quickly. You know, if you miss your window, you don't get to get the good photos. Or So this is one that's going to be uh, going on for hours? Yes. Well, if you take this flight, it uh, it will follow the path. What am I going to see if I'm just standing on the ground? Oh, uh, just the ring. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what we'll see exactly in Florida. But I'll uh, I'll let you know. Okay, April eighth. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out there right after we get off the air. We should be able to go down and um, and see it. 
Da, 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 da. This one's a terrible one. It's a slow news day, Mark. Let me tell you. Uh, here's one. A hiker got lost in the Angels, uh, Angeles National Forest to California. Is back home after using his iPhone's SOS feature. I didn't uh, really know what that SOS did anything, but this guy, hoping to see Switzer Falls on Sunday night, instead got lost near the Arroyo Seco Research Foundation next to NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. The emergency transponder on the man's phone alerted authorities uh, that he was lost and dispatched a volunteer rescue to his location. He was found 90 minutes later. After that's, um, rescue, a crew had another two-hour hike to safety. That's, uh, I wouldn't say similar, but... In uh, 2005 at UCF's uh, bowl game in Hawaii, mm-hmm. when um, we traveled out there, I was coming from doing basketball in Tucson, and the rest of the radio crew, actually it was uh, Frank Lover, our engineer, Gary Paris, our color analyst, they got out there, O'Neill flew in the, like the night before and flew back the day after. Or after the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming from Tucson. And I told the story before. Stopped in Vegas. Um, thought it was going to be a short uh, turnaround. Get up to the gate and it says uh, delayed. Turns out the plane had a crack in it. Oh. And you're thinking, I don't know if you want to risk it. Going to Hawaii if there's a slight crack in the plane? Slight crack. So they didn't cancel. They were going to get another plane. Mm-hmm. So I had three-plus hours to kill before the flight. Mm-hmm. So what does one do? One goes to Vegas. Uh, and um, I told the story before, so I ended up going to the MGM. I walk into the MGM, and I I, I, I had a, a main suitcase, then like a little carry bag, Okay. The carry bag had some, you know, clothes. I was going to, here, let's get casual and everything. Uh, and I'm in the bathroom, and I'm changing, and a fight breaks out in the bathroom. I don't mean, like, people yelling. I mean, like, an all-out brawl. And you just you stay in the stall, right? Mm-hmm. Security comes in, cops come in, they arrest the people and so forth. So that's how the night started. Fast forward, I'm on the flight. And I'm landing in Hawaii. Uh, Gary and Frank went to pick me up and made a wrong turn and ended up on the Army base oh. on one of the back roads, a dirt road. Oh, boy. And they realize, I, I I think we're lost. And they pull up to an MP station. Yeah. And were not cuffed and held, but they were detained in the car for them to go do a security check as they went to the wrong place and they were kind of freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the night. Because I got in, it was like really late. The flight was delayed and everything. And it's like, what are you guys doing under 2 a.m. in the morning? And it's like, you know, we're picking up in front of the airport. So, yeah. I, I believe that. Uh, tourists, interestingly. That's a good story. I didn't yeah. know that. I'll yeah. ask Frank yeah. his version of the, uh, that account. Well, it's almost as good as when we played at. Uh, UTEP and O'Neill wanted to go across into Mexico. And we decided you don't do it in El Paso because it's not safe. So we went into New Mexico to Las Cruces and drove across the border. As we got across the border, there are armed, hooded security people on the Mexican side of the wall. 
not wall, but the border. Border. Literally got in, drove like 200 yards, got out, because he said, okay, I, I just stood in Mexico, turned the car around, and then we were detained, again, not handcuffed, but in the van, took our license, our driver's license, and disappeared for like 10 minutes. Oh. And you're thinking, oops. Huh. Yeah. May not be a good idea. And, and O'Neill was the most nervous of her. And, and you're like, don't look nervous. <laughs> don't look nervous. <laughs> and, and, and they did eventually let us go. But for a, about eight of the ten minutes, I got to admit, I'm like, what in the world may happen here? <laughs> yeah. The Jerry O'Neill stories. Oh. It should be a podcast. Oh, my start God. That. Get There's Jerry too on many there. stories. Um, another story I saw here. Uh, Starbucks. Launching a pork-flavored coffee in China to mark the lunar year. Yeah. Pork-flavored coffee. The special latte, which comes with a slice of pork on top, is said to integrate traditional New Year customs into the coffee. Combines espresso with uh, dongo pork sauce. In a post on the Chinese social media site Weibo, the the Starbucks Reserve Roastery in Shanghai also said the coffee will create unexpected salty and sweet flavors. It claimed eating meat means prosperity in the coming year. Again, the drink combines a traditional latte with the flavor of braised pork to celebrate the Chinese New Year season, one of the biggest holiday periods in Asia. No. Yeah, I've got nothing on that. Netflix is going to release a documentary in the 20... Oh four Montreal Expos and how it ended before they moved. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that that's that was a crazy story. Yes, yeah. So uh, they'll do that. Uh, I think next couple of months they'll drop that documentary on the Expos and what happened and why they now they go to nationals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, texter writes in on the Mills Air text line five zero eight five seven. I may have missed it, but did Kyle give a bowling league update? Maybe he could do it during the news. Uh, I did not give one yesterday. Um, See, I leave a couple Tuesdays here. Yeah, and that's and it. Mike Tuck and I, we just didn't get the bowling update. And um, do you want to give us a short version here? It, I could give you a short version, or we can do a long version tomorrow during the opening segment where we normally do it. But we do it on Tuesdays. That's true. We do it on Tuesday. Why don't you give us a... Oh, that's okay. I'll give you the, the, the short yeah. version because we're coming up on 11-11 here. I had a great night Monday. Fantastic night. We were playing the number one team in the league, and it was intense. It was intense. Uh, your boy bowled very well. Uh, 178, 190, and 210. Mm. I, had, I got my great rhythm on. Cooter did well. For those of you uh, ask about him on the text line, he did very, very well. Um, but so did the other team. And we won the first game by five pins. We lost the second game by ten pins. And we lost the... Um, no, the other way around. We lost first game by five pins, won the second game by ten pins, mm-hmm. so we were up five going into the bottom one. We lost the third game by one pin. Mm. One pin. Stan, my last bowler, he needed a strike to tie it, and we would have tied and split the points 1-1, left the ten pin. Nine, we lost by one. Did we won the night. Him? No, we just couldn't believe it. It just it was so close. Everybody punches him in the arm. Yeah, it, it was strike for strike. Drops his ball in his oh, hand. It was spare for spare. Wow. It was intense, but it was a big night bowling. 
But uh, it was the number one team. We got one point on them, so that's so not where do we uh, split. So where do we sit in the standings so now? I think we're going to probably land in sixth place out of 20. Right. After the um, last week, we were hoping to get 7-2, but it came down to the last ball. Right. Insane. There's your bowling update, people. How far along of the season are we here? Um. Well, it's stu- it's the the spring season started the first week of January, so I think we're in week six of thirty. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. There you go. Double that, check that, that. That's our bowling update. There's your bowling update, people. Uh, when we come, uh, well, later in the hour, I'll defend the player that people said you can't defend anything about him, but I'll actually do that because it's a classic case of did you actually hear the entire clip, not the one that people played? But up next. He once served as a commissioner of the MAC, um, so he knows what it's like for those schools and conferences like that to deal with the realities of today's business of college sports. Rick Chris joins us next. 